TTB. Music podcast. We seem to be in different places and in different rooms and all that malarkey yet again. For God's sake, did you bring the cheese and wine? Ugh. Lawrence! <laughs> oh, dear. Well, let's hope this is the one and only time that we revert to this method. Uh, yes, that would be uh, good. Although I'm just looking, you seem to have uh, bigger things happening on your screen than mine. D- I do. My vocal seems to be very puny. Puny vocal. Yeah. Can you hear yourself all right, though? I can hear myself, yes. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, that's the tech. Production. Post-production. Just push my vocal up. The the, the production values on this podcast, as regular listeners will know, uh, we just dive straight in and do all the the blathering right in front of you. Yeah. It's varied, I think, is the word. Varied. uh, Yes. So, so we're not even going to lie this time. We're, we're basically doing two podcasts in one evening today. today. One, that's, one that's the Christmas podcast, which is coming, obviously, Soon. shortly. <laughs> uh, given that it's Christmas on Saturday, it'd be a good idea. So, yes, they will be going out roughly the same time. Uh, nice. Spoiler alert, the Christmas, the, the Christmas podcast doesn't have any Christmas albums. It's like the bumper bumper edition of the Radio Times for everyone over the age of um, 40. Indeed, yes. However, on this normal podcast that should have been done a few weeks ago, but we were too busy, unfortunately, which is really annoying now because obviously we're now stuck doing it virtually again. We have uh, Adele 30. We have Damon Arban, The Nearer the Fountain, More Pure the Stream Flows. Uh, ABBA Voyage, or is it Voyager? Voyager, isn't it? I'm going with Voyage. Voyage, Voyage, whatever. Uh, Megan Thee Salian, something for the hotties. Uh, self-esteem, prioritised pleasure, and Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit still sucks. <laughs> I'm not sure it's called that. Isn't it? Nah. That's what it was called. Oh, what's it called? I've got Limp Biscuit all sucks. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I may be jumping ahead with my uh, review of the album here. Who knows? <laughs> Let's wait and see. But we start off with Adele. Um, oh, uh, is this a fourth? Album? Fourth, yeah. Album, yeah. Yeah, it's the follow-up uh, to uh, uh, what? There we go. Nineteen, twenty-one, and twenty-five. Uh, well, I want to say twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Pete. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, do you know, there, there are some massively huge artists. Uh, well, actually, there's not many. There are one or two massively huge artists I've never actually got around to listening to. Mm-hmm. Adele is one of them. On that yep. bombshell. You've been listening to the podcast. Good night. Um, so for me, this was ever so much anticipated because I realised it was the first time I was actually going to have to sit down and uh, listen to one of her records in full, which um, 
you know, I was like, okay, let's take it on. Let's see what let's see what we think. Uh, so this is the first ever album of Adele's I've listened to from front to cover. So sorry, okay. from front to back. Yeah. Um, and I can't quite believe I've missed her all this time. There was, of course, that Bond song, which I'm very familiar with. Uh, that's regular. Yeah, that's the one. And a crumble. And then regular listeners will know as a Bond fan, um, very familiar with that one. Uh, but as for everything else, yeah, the odd single here and there, but nothing really. So thoughts? It's a solid album. I mean that in a good way. Um, yeah. If if long uh, entry, um, it's very hard to sort of come at Adele Fresh. She is very much the, the ground zero of the sort of modern, you know, singer songwriter. Uh, yes, I know she has her own uh, Bernie Taupin equivalent, um, but you know, and that that very much comes across, um, especially in the sort of opening tracks. And Easy on Me, I think, was the single, wasn't it? Wasn't it not? Easy was on Me was the single, yes. Um, but for me, I mean, overall, it's um, it's a very middle of the road inoffensive uh album even if lyrically it's quite heartbreaking in points uh you know it's so such a lonely album at times as well um and you know and i know obviously i know the context as i'm sure many of our listeners do it is the soundtrack to um her recent divorce um there's actually quite a lot though that between the loneliness and the heartache is quite heartwarming as well. There is lots of love on the album, particularly directed towards her son. Um, less so, curiously, towards herself. Um, and actually, I guess what strikes this out from other divorce albums we may have listened to this year, I'm looking at you, Casey, uh, a lack of bitterness, really, which makes it unusual. So that's I think that's where the warmth comes from. There isn't that sort of angry... God damn it, directed at an ex or a former husband. Um, it's very much the loathing is directed at herself, which is intriguing. Um, and as I say, it sort of leaves a chasm in the middle of the sort of the song of writing, uh, which is, you know, I think that's what makes it interesting, why I've gone back a couple of times to listen to it. Um, but I must say, I, it's not it's not for me. I do find it a bit stodgy. Um, although, you know, musically... It sounds it sounds at its best when I think when it's upbeat. Hmm. Okay. And that was my introduction to Adele. <laughs> well, I've I've heard more Adele than 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 that. Although although even up to this point, um, I've always had a mild indifference, I suppose, to Adele. Yeah. Um, and. I don't think this album has changed my, my view on that particularly. Um, when she's doing classic Adele, um, mm. such as on Easy On Me, um, which is a song I actually quite like, actually, um, uh, it kind of worked. But that, for me, was kind of the highlight on what I thought was pretty dull and lacklustre record for me. Um, outside of, as you say, the... Uh, emotional impact of the kind of lyrics and what the album is trying to say on on that level. Um, although I did really like Love 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 is a Game, which actually um, closes the album. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. But what fell between those two moments for me 
almost had me pining for Drake. Um, oh. Although at least Adele doesn't ramble on for several hours like Drake does. Um, so it was all right. I mean, I, I found the use of recorded snippets from her life, uh, you know, a son of a son and a self on my little love, for example, which is very visceral. Mm. Um, similarly on I Drink Wine. Um, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, both, both kind of uncomfortable. Yes. Um, edgy. Uh, yeah, edgy, but, 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 they're, they're, but I'm comfortable whether that's, I, you know, why would I want to listen to it? Mm. Kind of uncomfortable. Um, yeah, absolutely. It felt too close. Yeah. Um, on some of those tracks, it's like, oh my God, sounded like a Rag and Bone Man song, which is not the same bad <laughs> thing, because Rag and Bone Man is, is all right. He's right. Yeah. Um, I did like when she kind of went more kind of 70s soul vibe. So actually mm. the music on My Little Love before it kind of goes off into the emotional breakdown thing and cry yeah. out and cry your heart out yeah Perf- perfectly fine really hated the opening song stranger by nature uh which is her trying to do a torch singer type thing i just thought was dreadful um so yeah i mean for me it was just it lacked anything that really hooked me into the thing as a whole um and i felt that when i listened to previous adele albums they did a slightly better job of doing that. Although, to her credit, this one at least tries to branch out musically. Um, so since we regularly say, try, try, try to criticise people for doing that. Don't do I'm that. Not, I'm not going to criticise her for doing, doing that because, no. because, yeah, because good honour, she's decided to try and broaden her sonic sphere yeah. as it were it yeah just doesn't really kind of work for me don't give it down. clearly it's working for fuck tons of other people oh yes yeah i mean yeah so a bit like with drake i don't think me dissing her album is really going to upset her that much no it's not going to make a dent, mate <laughs> no. yes it's like you've stopped one sale <laughs> But that one sale could be important. It could. I doubt it. I think. I think it's yeah. So moving on to Damien. Damien. Damien Albran. Um, with the uh, nearer the fountain, more pure the stream flows. Um, I listened to this first time just after listening to the Adele album, and I have to confess, the start, the start of my uh, revision, if you like, for this podcast was me going ah, quite a lot um, because, I was, because I was thinking oh fuck me what what, what have I picked to, to, to review <laughs> Jesus all this like grim depressing shit it's just like um, and if I was being harsh I, yeah. I might, certainly on my, my first couple of listens to this album I would have said it was a great cure for insomnia um, oh, yeah. but that is harsh um and belies um, some of the quality that actually is in the record. Um, it's a very laid-back, uh, meandering-type record, uh, mostly 
pop song chorus free i would say um a couple of bits that are that clearly are uh but mostly not um huge huge slabs of avant-garde jazzy bowie bowie thrown in i thought um yeah yeah which is why after a couple of listens i was thinking why doesn't this work better for me than it seems to be doing um which is not to say that it doesn't work in fact i think i think probably about a third of the album's really really good i really like raw morning blue combustion is it uh giraffe trumpet sea all really excellent and it's it's a nice record again if you give it space and time you know and you, yeah. and you do need to kind of like it's again it's not we've had this with a few albums this particularly this year i suppose where, where, where it's it's not really a record that works if you're kind of listening to it while you're going for a run or traveling to work or doing other things because it, it, it you just it gets lost in everything else that's around. Um, but if you listen to it, peace and quiet, and just chill, it's 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 good, but it's not good enough <laughs> for me. Um, but again, similarly, what I what I do admire about Damon is is that he does go off in direct, different directions and does try and do different things musically. And obviously this is his, I said, this is his avant-garde Bowie album. Um, and there's enough here that's good to warrant saying, yay. It's just, at the end of the day, I suppose I ended up being, dis- from being in some, thinking it's good from someone, I ended up being disappointed that it wasn't overall better than it's bits of it are. Yeah. If that makes sense. This, this is definitely, it makes complete sense, complete sense. Um, and this is definitely the, the Damon Albarn that writes uh, the Chinese operas um, rather than the one that fashions, you know, um, indie hits or, or even gorillas music um this is um definitely the experimental Alban. um i think what ruined this album for me was that over the course of the last six months well it feels like six months probably only three mm. or four um each of the songs and there was only about four of them have been released as a single um on your regular streaming service yeah um which kind of kind of gave me a higher anticipation. I thought, oh, actually, these because individually, I thought, oh, actually, these are different. But I quite, I can see what he's going for here, and you know, I look forward to the album. And then, of course, the album lands, and you get each of the songs. And in between each of the songs, you have the the subsequent selection of noodlings and instrumentals all looped together. Um, I quite like some of the noodlings, though. I, I do like the noodle. Now, the first half in particular, and I put here in my own notes. I mentioned, you know, it, it's. Is definitely Jazz Bowie um, of Black Star period, very much where he left off. Yes. Um, and the Cormorant in particular, I think, is where that Mm-mm. starts. Yeah. Going through to the Tower of Montevideo, which I think is the middle song, if you will. Um, that section in particular, very Bowie. Um, I also liked of the 
sort of main tracks. I also like Polaris, this sort of electronica one. Yeah. Um, but it's a shame, really, because I was kind of hoping for hoping for more, given the taster of 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 what's been previously released. But actually, it's a bit like when they they put the trailer out for the movie and put all the best scenes in it. Yeah. Uh, and you always sort of think, ah, oh, ah. Oh. So yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, big spoiler alert. Um, but interesting, you know. Again, interesting piece from him. Uh, he continues to do to do interesting stuff. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Which is better than not doing interesting stuff. Exactly. Uh, for sure. So, moving from moving swiftly on from there to the comeback album. A mere forty years have passed. And <laughs> Abba have arrived. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say, you know, it's just kind of a, it's just like a bit. Forty years, they've got a new album out. That kind of reviews itself in some ways, regardless, of, it. what, what, regardless of what your opinion of the album's going to be. But yeah, Pete, what do you think of the actual album? <laughs> You know, it's a curious one, this one, because had ABBA, as they haven't for the last 40 years, never released another album, you'd have probably always thought, well, it's a shame, really, they could never at least just get one more out before the inevitable happens. Um, so, of course, this album this album is welcome. It's an interesting sort of coming together um, again. but And it's entertaining enough. Um, it certainly leans more into some of their folksier stuff, um, you know, and they all began, of course, as artists in the sort of more folky scene anyway, and that's, yeah. that comes through. So in, in many ways, it's right back to their beginnings, but it also at the same time does pick up where they left off. This album could have been released in 1983 or 1985 or <laughs> 1993, <laughs> and, you know, and it would have sounded like a classic ABBA album. Um, and you know, there's some classic riffs on there. I mean, if you listen to, uh, I mean, it's don't shut me down. Um, you know, and there are literal echoes of classics as well. I think, um, I Keep think there's, Dan. yeah, there is the piano riff at the end of that from the, the opening to SOS. Yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's go, it runs through the track there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Bumblebee, which I think follows, it's the Andante Andante intro. Yeah. <laughs> and I say they're literally ripping off themselves. That's fine. They can do that. Um, well, all good bands do, surely. Yeah, I'm sure they they do. But here it just feels more so. So away from the sort of the, the sort of quieter opening, um, and and of course little things. It's 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 subtly Christmassy, but not overtly. <laughs> And again, a bit folksy. Mm. I would say overall, it's a nice full stop to have to what has been an incredible career. Um, pro- probably not essential, um, but probably gives them the sign off that they never properly had. 
Uh, and I think they know it as well. And the final track as well with the huge bombastic orchestral ending yeah, yeah, yeah. very much feels like a grand finale as well. So, I mean, good on them, really. I've got nothing, you know, bitter to say. It's 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 sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what you're saying, saying is right, really. It, it is, I know several reviews of the album, um, so I'm trying to avoid reviewing myself here. Yeah, have been uh, har- on the harsher side, mm. um, which I think, which I do think is is slightly unfair. Although there are some absolute stinkers on the the record, it has to be said, in my opinion, um, both lyrically and just generally said look you know i can be that woman for example yeah um which is a classic abba i wish i could be a better woman <laughs> as, written, as written by two men as written by two men yes um <laughs> That's like are, dates. yes it does yeah. date <laughs> yes there are, there are there are there are a few lyrics on the album where you're just thinking mm, yeah. please tell me this is the one one of the runs that was written still back in the 80s or late 70s that you've re- revived not one yeah. that you wrote last week otherwise we need to have a talk yeah, uh, um, and also that song, you know, I'm with the dog on that one. It's like, well, we're going, sorry, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> it's like, the song's about, do- no, it's not about dog. Oh, no, but it's just talking about singing to a, no, you're not singing to a, what, what, what? Uh, yeah. Um, Christmas song again, I was thinking, I was, I was tipping my hat going, cynical fuckers like it yeah <laughs> releasing, releasing, the album, releasing the album plan to release the album at the end of november stick a christmas song on it <laughs> <Ka-ching>. <laughs> uh, um, but what i think is most important to say is is that when i think people forget because of the back catalog is and particularly if you're a, an older person <clears throat> like myself um who remembers the original album albums they weren't all killer no, indeed. There was, there was lots of filler on those on those original filler. albums. Yes, all the songs everyone going, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely, but yeah. there was some shit on there too. Um, so them coming back with an album that's that's you know mixed to say the least. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Um, I but my personal favorite truck, truck on the album uh, is one of the two that was released. Uh, early uh you mentioned one of them already don't shut me down uh which is good but i I think i still have faith in you is the one that will stand the test of time the yeah the best for me Uh, and is the one that's most likely to be on a best of repackage if you were that uh that'll be on the 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 abba gold of the future Mm. yeah um and the rest a hodgepodge of perfectly fine and you know reminders of what this was and what was taken away so cruelly back in the start of the 80s um but yeah it's a, it's a perfectly as i say a perfectly fine sign-off record which is also shift of ton of records so again it doesn't matter what i say <laughs> <laughs> as is so often true in much in my life Indeed. Uh, moving swiftly on to something, uh, I think, totally different. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, something for the hotties. Um, 
this is a uh, interesting record on many, many levels. Um, for those who don't know who Megan is, uh, you may, may have heard her on uh, Cardi B's uh, WAP, oh, yeah. so to speak. Um, um, and she's also been been one of the biggest female uh, rap artists probably in the last five or six, six years, but made her name from freestyling. And this album is a return, this album stroke mixtape, whatever they want to call it, is a kind of uh, revisiting of that kind of freestyling style. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a lot of fun, really. Um, is it brilliant musically? No. Uh, is it doing anything wildly different? Probably no either, but still, I have to confess, whilst I was sitting there listening to uh, songs like Eat It and Kitty Cat, I was sat there with a huge smile on my face <laughs> going, this is immensely entertaining. Um, yes. uh, Eat It is exactly what you might expect a song to be from somebody who also was on Cardi B's Wet Ass Pussy. Um, uh, and Kitty Cat is a similar vein. Um, Thought Shit also, uh, which has been nominated for uh, 2022 Grammy performance as uh, in best rap track. Uh, it's pretty good. And also, bizarrely, in the middle of all this, this, this stuff about bitches, hoes, and um, sex, uh, there's a random kind of single almost in there, which is Pipe Up, which, which suddenly kind of like crops up and you're thinking, this feels re- weirdly out of place on this record. Yeah, I mean, not in a bad way. It's a good. It's, it's a it's a decent decent track. Be thinking, this sounds like this was horned in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it, it's you know, I doubt I'll be playing it over Christmas uh, for many reasons. Although it would be quite funny to see the reaction it would get if I. <laughs> okay, we've done Michael Bublé. Shall we, now, <laughs> shall, shall we now do some Megan? Oh. Uh, Sorry to go down a treat. Yeah. But, yes. I said I would be lying if I didn't, if I, if it, particularly, you know, I, this was the third record I listened to as well. So I'd listened to Adele. I'd listened to Damon. This was this was like manna from heaven, frankly, when I listened, when I listened to this the first time around. It's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, at last, somebody's having some fun. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's a fair, that's a very a very fair comment. Um, this is a, a and this is a really good entertaining album. Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's just someone having fun um, in a podcast where there's there's a lot of seriousness and earnestness. <laughs> you know. We have something for the hotties, um, and you know it, it picks on you know between all the things you've mentioned, you know the sort of a living life but living it to the full, um, uh, and and tuned in freestyle, which I think is one of the earlier tracks. Yeah, what sets the stall out very clearly. Um, but seriously, it's a surprisingly good album. Again, if a little long, if a little repetitive, but that's a minor quibble. 
in this case. Yes, it, it, it does. It does. Yeah, it, it does it, get repetitive. It really is because I found this really entertaining. Yeah, it was definitely a, a definitely a fun record. Yeah. So uh, I mean, we've only got two records left in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we now move uh, well to pop, I guess, uh, with the second album from uh, Self Esteem, otherwise known as Rebecca Lucy Taylor. Prioritize pleasure. Does it prioritize pleasure, Peter? You know, after a few lessons, I really got into this album. Um, mm. It's it's a real, it's back to this phrase, mature pop or old pop or pop. You know, it, it's it's a it's really strong in there. And reflective lyrics, again, um, you know, you know, sexual politics, uh, post Me Too feminism. Um, self-guiding. It felt like very much a team talk in the mirror at points. And the track, <laughs> the track three, four, five directly does that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of discussion about mental health. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised really from an artist who calls herself self-esteem. Um, but I thought, you know, on reflected, on repeated listening, that the first third or so of this album, probably some of the strongest stuff we've listened to on this podcast, but there were highlights throughout. Um, and I particularly liked, um, the, the, um, opening track, I think it's fucking wizardry. Yeah. Um, and hobbies too, but also you forever, which is later on in the album. Um, but yeah, no, no, was, and then of course there was, there's the track, um, I do this all the time as well. Yeah. Uh, which really does do the sort of self-reflection stuff and, and deals with, Oh God, a whole host of things in conversation with yourself. Spoken, um, spoken word. And uh, if people like yeah. spoken word, I suggest they listen to our Christmas podcast. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a brilliant spoken word record. Um, you know, that sort of advisory list uh, sort of tactic um, that's, that's been employed effectively uh, and has done so again very, very well here. Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed this record. I, this is one that I did return to a few times. What did you think? Uh, I did return to it a few times as well, but obviously a few times several weeks ago, which is why today I was running around kind of going, what's that song that I really liked? <laughs> <laughs> um, I found this, a, 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 what, I li- what I liked about this, from the off, actually, the first time I, I played it was, that it, that it was, and I think, You've said best as well. Well, I think I think the first third half of this album is really really good. Second half it's fine, but is kind of less inventive and less um, impactful because um, yeah. the start of it is just so inventive, so engaging. I mean, from the off, it kicks off kind of a little bit Lily Allen-ish, but that kind of Lily Allen turned up to eleven with. Barking like a dog added to make. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, And then you've got suddenly becomes kind of a Hounds of Love era, Kate Bush on hobbies, and then Mm. Mm. tight on tight on track, which has got some kind of like grindy guitars going on in it as well. And just the, and then I do this all the time, as you say, the spoken word fun, and there's a brilliant line in it um, along the lines of. 
you know, when am I going to tell you that the best night of your life was the worst yes. night of mine kind of thing, yeah. um, which I think is just genius. Um, and what makes that particularly the first half of the album so impactful for me was just the, the vocal and backing vocal arrangements and production on it, which is like just really just brilliant. Uh, and it combines well with kind of like, you know, the music, inventive lyrics, um, and yeah, it was just I was listening to it, going, "This is great. This is really good." And then you have to, it gets the album goes on. It's the second half of the album, and once the second half of the album is fine and it has a couple of good 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 songs on it, it's not quite up there with how good the first yeah half of the album is. Yeah, it's fair. So you end up kind of being slightly disappointed at the end, kind of going, "Hmm, this was you know certain certainly when I was listening to the first couple of times." Uh, and on the basis of the first half of the album, it was definitely a, this could be a contender. Definitely it could be a contender. And then the second half, could be, oh, no, sorry, you, it's not quite going to be. Yeah, it just loses there. But certainly based on this rec- record, I would say certainly an artist to watch. Agree. I agree. This is, this is definitely a, a contender for the lists. Yeah. Speaking of contenders, um, and apparently you're right, it, it, it's, it's just, uh, hang on, I'm just checking the thing. It, it, it is or still sucks. Oh, it still sucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll for, forgive me. Yeah. Um, so uh, for those people who might be new to the podcast or newish, this is the second time we've reviewed Limp Bizkit. Uh, last time we reviewed them, we liked their album so much we named an award after them. Uh <laughs> the Gold Cobra Award for Worst Album of the Year. Uh, so, they have made one album, I believe, in between uh, Gold Cobra and this uh, current one. Yeah. But they are back. And, um, as, they are, as I said, the album, of course, still sucks. And some of the titles of the tracks on the album, I was thinking, good to see they've still got a sense of humor. Yeah, good. <laughs> this could be all right. <laughs> and you know it's oh god it's Limp Biscuit. it's just <laughs> there's moments on this album uh, where, where I was just almost crying uh, just partly with laughter um, it's they're, they are their own parody band yeah. And and when the thing is when you when you set up a record to be called like Still Sucks <laughs> you are pretty much setting up him to go Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. Um No. Let me put out some things there. Okay. There are a couple of there are, there are a couple of interesting moments on this one. Um Dad Vibes, which is the third track on the album yeah. Uh, um, yeah. is so bad it's almost good um, and I'm, I'm tempted to give them the benefit of that and say you know it's it's fine um, they then throw in a quite bizarre uh, I didn't recognise it at first and then later did uh, in excess cover on don't change nice <clears throat> um 
I don't think NXS would ever really have imagined it being covered in that manner, but uh, that's fine. Um, Love the Hate uh, is particularly funny uh, when Fred is uh, pretending to be two different people slagging off Limp Bizkit. Um, but then going, no, but the joke's on you. Because <laughs> we don't care. It's just people like you that care mm. when people slag off you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not buying it. Not buying it at all. Sorry, no. Um, and then after that, they have a song called Barnacle, which starts off really good, and then it just, just ends up becoming kind of subpar Stone Temple Pilots. It's rubbish. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just <laughs> they had they haven't they haven't got any better since Gone Cobra. Um, you know, I played Rolling, Rolling, Rolling again earlier on to remind oh, me of yeah, how much yeah. how much fun they were yeah. for a couple of songs back yeah. in the day, but that's it. Yeah, this is totally rubbish. Um, yes, I I went into this with very low expectations, um, so. It may surprise you that I've actually come out of this pleasantly surprised. Oh. Because whilst I agree with much of what you've already said, um, I thought the humour was, with the exception of, I think, Love the Hate, hmm. um, I thought was more perfectly balanced. And that in itself was entertaining, though clearly it, it, it goes wrong in other places. Um, and it was dad vibes in particular that I thought found quite funny. <laughs> yeah, dad uh, vibes is okay. Dad vibes was funny, um, but you know, yeah, in, in other areas, I did like turn it up, bitch, which answers their critics, um, and that would have been fine on its own. But they seem to then do that every other track. Pretty um, much, yeah. Yeah, you know. And yeah, the jokes on you. Jokes on you. No, no, not really. Um, although it sounds like, you know, if they're going to poke fun at middle-aged men on podcasts, uh, <laughs> uh, love to hate actually sounds like we've been moderately kind. <laughs> it does actually, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. At least we, we've we've eulogised them by by, yeah. by naming an award after them. Indeed. You know, I mean, I, I was tempted at one point to kind of go, shall I re-listen to Gone Cobra to see if it's worse? And I went, nope, not going there. No, I'm don't. Just, yeah, yeah, we'll just keep just the purity. Of, keep the purity of the Cobra. Exactly, exactly. So um, I would, I would say, not as bad as Gold Cobra. Ah, well, let's go with your view. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a sticker for the album. Not as bad as Gold Not Cobra. Not as bad as Gold Cobra. Perfect. Well, the joke's um, on me, of course. <laughs> well, yeah. So this, actually, usually, and this is a bit like uh, listening to Commode and Mayor, usually at this point, this point in podcast-like, yeah, yeah. I am kind of like pretty much 99% certain what you're going to say your album of the podcast is. But I'll admit, I'm not on this particular one. All right. What's yours? 
I would have to say it is overall just because the first half of it is so good. Self-esteem. Yeah. Prioritized pleasure. I would agree with you. That would be my album of the podcast as well. Um, and I like to think in a podcast where, and uh, you know, I think I think we've uh, we had such a great <laughs> listeners. We had such a great podcast the last time round. <laughs> but I like to think that album would have stood up quite well there as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, because otherwise, yes, there isn't much fun going around on this slightly delayed November podcast. <laughs> no, yes. I remember November. So, because we've got another podcast to do, we should probably leave it there. Let's leave it there. Well, thanks once again. <laughs> <laughs>